This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, T.F. Much, Orcus Submariner and our moonshot rocketeer, Cedric Esped Sump A.O. torching the blindside blue paper once again. It's the sound of the Sumpster, camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here on his way to Mars at ABC Grandstand HQ Australia. Welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. You know the tune. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And with the... Uh, 2023 final series, Crack Boxed and Buried, we get a moment to stand back and savour the gobsmacking, dack-dropping, tear-inducing excitement, unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement, excitement that lingers long after the sun has set of the 2023 boot. Now, for those who may have missed the housekeeping at the start of last week's show, the bludge has been extended by a month. There are four more shows to come in 2024. We're on air till the horses emerge out under the tunnel and into the mounting enclosure for the Cox on the last Saturday in October. Connections, strap yourselves in for four more weeks of uncontrolled mayhem as we attempt to stop the madness. The big dance. Well, you lived it. You loved it. The Bludge can add very little to the raves about the greatest festival of the boot and living memory. Scores if you've just lobbed back in. Uh, to the Earth's orbit from Coosbane on the red eye in the league. Panthers 26, Broncos 24. One moment the Broncos are riding off into the sunset winners and the next they're rolling back to Bris Vegas, a bunch of duds. Oh, the league is a cruel game. And the only bit the boot of the boot that Kevy's crowd couldn't manage was time. They needed a genius like Cam Smith to get them over the line, but full marks to the uh, plucky team from Penrith, the Penrith Panthers. On the presentation dais uh, of the NRL, uh, Feathers Volanders stole the show. Two snippets I picked up on the night from Feathers. One, the Rugby League is going to invest in Vegas $18.9 million on same-day multis in each game to get the ball rolling. So that's the best part of, let's say, $38 million of uh, rugby league money is going to be spent on same-day multis uh, to give Americans an idea, just, well, no, then more than an idea, a firm grip on how much fun punting on rugby league can be. I mean, they're a bit lost on it at the moment, and we hope to have some suggestions on how they might get up to speed. But that 28, you know, the best part of, you know, 40 million uh, being bet on same-day multis will be just the tonic. And the, can I use this term? And I don't like using it. The shot in the nar, the shot in the arm. The punting industry needs. And two, King Charles. That's right, the big bloke, King Charles the Third, is on his way to the Everest. It's a tremendous get for Australian racing, and it does appear that while Charles is in the mounting enclosure, his partner Camilla will take up her role as the patron of Australian rugby league. This is a dream come true. People may remember for years, Prince Philip, the former Queen's consort, was uh, the boss of, uh, well, yeah, the patron, yeah, the big figure in Australian rugby league. He did a tremendous job. 
tremendous job and we hope that Camilla can continue the magnificent work. Bludgers, there are some great same-day moldies being put up involving winners. This is on the Everest Day. The winners, place getters in the Everest and the Royal Couple being on course. You know, like when will they appear? What time? You know, what what position on the track, you know, will they come in at the 600 metre entrance and then drive around to the winning post, all that sort of stuff. You can look it up now on the, you know, betting outlets near you. And they're real value if you take time to look. I mean, some of these things may not happen. Of course, obviously, that's the great beauty of a same-day multi. Most of it won't happen. But just imagine if you jag your, your 10 in, got those 10 ducks lining up. House is yours. A post-big dance, the Reese Walsh caravan to glory rolls on. I cannot wait to see what Reese. Well, I can't wait to see Reese really in action. I was going to say what he does next. He's going to be in US TV talking up, on US TV, talking up rugby league and the great punting options on all those great shows. You know, like, you know them all, Colbert and, you know, the one Trevor Noah runs and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, Saturday Night Live, you know, I can see him now maybe singing a song, all that sort of stuff. It's going to be great. But his main mission there is to talk rugby league and the enormous amount of wealth he can generate by punting on it. By the way, should the league be placing some of the code's outstanding products on American television? Uh, This is what I call a soft opening meaning we've got to get people used to the stars of the show. And these shows, I'll mention them in a minute, would introduce uh, Americans to the game and its great characters like Joey, the Oracle, Maddie, Heidi, Old Man Fletch, etc. And how about a slate of rugby league reality shows finding airtime on American television, as in shows like The Eye of the Storm with Cam Smith, Love at First Flush, and the top-rating married at first sight to a rugby league player. They would plug... America and American rugby league fans who they don't know they're going to love the game right into that entertainment void they have right across America with nothing good on at any time at all on their television. Incidentally, why aren't Penrith uh, Vegas bound? I mean, they're the best team in the comp. The people say the NSW NRL, should I say the NRL is the best competition in the world. Surely in Vegas, we need to put our best foot forward. And apparently the Panthers are now being considered as part of the opening caravan for 2025. It's not good enough. They've got to be there at the opening of the new dawn. You know, when the sun rises on that Alley Giant Stadium and we see the colours of, you know, I mean, let's face it, we don't want Manly there. They give people entirely the wrong idea of rugby league and no one hates, no one likes them. Everybody hates them and Americans will adopt those, those things that we've come to cherish over the time. I can see the Penrith Panthers being the fourth uh, well, leg of the table, if you so, if you get my drift. Now, in the boot part three, the NRLW big dance between Newcastle and Titans. Newey snare, a second flag on the trot. But first, goalie winger Jamie Chapman completed the hat trick. And, you know, people really only go to rugby league to see wingers. And uh, last uh, Sunday, as part of the big, big dance, Jamie Chapman did what great wingers do and scored a hat trick. Uh, Now, then, of course, Karen Murphy medalist Tamika Upton touched down for a double in the last 10 minutes to take the points. Uh, Tune at the end was Nukes, 24 GC, 18. All this in 36-degree heat. Still with the league, uh, the New South Wales coaches' vacant first chair is still up for grabs. There's pressure building to shoehorn Laurie Daly into the side 12 ripple sole desert boots that are now vacant underneath the Blues card table in the coaching boss. If anything, the New South Wales Blues administration is, you know, paralysed by the choice of candidates available and the quality of candidates available. Uh, the game's greatest thinker, sadly, Sticky, has been banned by the Raiders management from filling those shoes. I think the Raiders management should think about that again. I think Stick would be terrific. I think he's done it before. He acquitted himself with glory. 
people turned up, they were on time, they may not have won many matches, but Sticky certainly realised it was either them or us out there and got on with the job. Now, the 2023 boot began with the AFL granny, an astonishing match. The Pies won. Grown men were reduced to rubble with tears of joy splashing the footwear. Last Saturday, uh, can I say this and be the first to say this on Australian radio, football was the winner. Even that caustic critic and professional cynic, Kane Corns, thought it was the best match he had ever seen, let alone a grand final. That's a big call coming from him. He hates everything. Uh, and the, the jingle that made Cornsey jump so high was uh, Pies 12-18-90, Lions 13-8-86. So a very, very close match at the end. And controversies till the very end with an advantage free kick paid, but the Lions played on to no advantage as the finger was poised over the hooter button. Ooh, the drama of it all, the theatre of it all. And a great discussion point after the game, is Scott Pendlebury the greatest pie? I'd love to see Roy put that topic to the nation in his challenging talkbacks topic section. Is Scott Pendlebury the greatest pie? Yeah, well, and how about the pre-match build-up? Sure, the league had the spiritual connection with Tina the Musical, but 40,000 footy-mad Aussie kids dulled up as the stars of Kiss got a taste of show business that will last a lifetime on the G last Saturday afternoon. Our Aussie cosplay performers are the best in the world, and to see them on the G running amok as Gene and Paul were chiming into the chorus of I was made for loving you, baby. So many memories! And the murderer's final hurrah, an outstanding kiss-off to the code. No pun intended. Now, and overseas, the rugby union and the old gold fruit and nut have blown everybody away. They've blown Bill away in France with an incredible performance against the European powerhouse of Portugal last Monday morning. The tune as we bite into the old gold rum and raisin revolution and start chewing vigorously. Portugal 14, old gold 34. Now, Rugby Australia, after that match, have decided to stick with Coach Jones... Uh, well, he, let's face it, he's turned the team right out, right around. And the big brains asked, what would John Eels do? We'll stick with Eddie. We now, Australia now clings to a narrow path to glory. The result in the Fiji-Portugal Portugal game, I think on Monday morning, Eastern, uh, that'll decide our fate. The old gold still could bring home the biggest trophy in the world of sport. Have you seen this thing? It's enormous. The big jug old Bill is modelled on the right buttock of the donor, William Webb Ellis, it's a beautiful trophy. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, it's uh, for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation is again focused on the cost of living crisis. Who isn't? Who isn't? The RBA made no help. Government's not helping. You're on your own. Cost of living rents, it's all out of control. But one bit of good news. The operatives in the shelf stacking space have noted that the run of cheap avocados could end soon. The season for top fruit like the Haas and the Biocheck is grinding to a halt. But bludgers should be able to snap up the best sellers for as little as 80 cents. There's an avocado for 80 cents unheard of weeks ago uh, before the season turns completely. I, I put this down as a real value buy. Now, the Roy of Hope belongs to the Activator One rampaging Roy Slavin who is the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it, and he's super excited to be here. And again, he is speaking to you today on the condition of anonymity. Roy, have a rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, Simon Yes, thank you very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Of course, happy rugby league to uh, you and, of course, to your, uh, um, your, your family. And yes. uh, happy rugby league to all conscientious, hard-working, decent Aussies who this year have been rewarded by Rugby League for keeping the faith in Rugby League. If you keep the faith, it'll never let you down.
And what a year it's been, as HG has uh, quite rightly pointed out. It's been one for the ages. I know he didn't say that, but that's what he meant. <laughs> now, Tennis Australia extends the Australian Open uh, by a day. It's incredible news. It's in, it, This is great news. It's uh, groundbreaking news uh, by Tennis Australia. It's now a 15-day meet. Uh, this is to avoid the what was becoming the madness of uh, games finishing at four in the morning in some instances. I don't know why this uh, this problem hasn't arisen in other Grand Slams, possibly because uh, we like to have games played in the evening to maximise our television audience and perhaps to satisfy television audiences overseas who get it at varying times of the day that suit them. Uh, it's uh, an enormous tail wagging a very small dog. Uh, but this has been the solution, and I, I think it's a good one. So I, on behalf of uh, listeners, I sent through a congratulations to Tennis Australia, saying it was a very sensible idea, very sensible, um, and I wish them all the best with it. I hope it just doesn't uh, confuse fans uh, who are unused to a 15-day setup and prefer the 14-day setup. Well, <laughs> learn to live with it, dudes. That's all I can say. Uh, now, Aussie Mark Pullmans uh, is disqualified from the Shanghai Masters uh, for smashing a tennis ball uh, into the chair umpire's face. Not a good look. Uh, he was a little uh, upset at the time, I think. I think it might have been on set point. Uh, it looked as if he was going to win the match against uh, a pretty lowly ranked uh, Italian. Still, it would have been a good win for him. Uh, but it wasn't going to be. Uh, he hit the ball viciously, hit the face, and that was it. All over. So uh, back to the drawing board for uh, that particular Aussie. But I pointed out to him, I said, listen, I sent a message to him on behalf of all listeners, of course, saying, you haven't let us down, you've let yourself down. I think he understood. Of course, the Aussie Ange miracle continues with the Spurs having a draw with uh, the powerhouse uh, Liverpool. Uh, Ange, can't put a foot wrong. What a flawless Aussie he is at the moment. Uh, I sent through a message to him, of course, of congratulations on behalf of listeners. Uh, he got back saying thumbs up. Simple as, simple as that. That's, uh, that's Ange. Very elegant, to the point, <laughs> and a man of action. Uh, now, our World Cup... Uh, oh, sorry, our world champion IBF cruiserweight, that's uh, Joe Opetaya. He's successfully defended his title in London over Jordan Thompson. Uh, I didn't rate Thompson much. Actually, Thompson put up quite a fight, really. It uh, came down to points in the end, but uh, clearly Joe uh, Opiata was the winner. He won the title, uh, the title you might recall, taking out, I think it was Maris Bredis on the Gold Coast last year. H.G. Uh, and myself were there. What a night that was, my golly. No, it's incredible. I mean, the Gold Coast is now, I think, the centre point for... World boxing? World boxing, yeah. yes. I think it could become the... The international stage, the natural stage uh, for world boxing. I mean, the facilities are to die for. Best in the world, nearly as I can tell. I mean, we didn't have great seats, but by golly, we could hear and f you could almost feel, feel it. Couldn't every you? punch. Every yeah, punch. Yeah, yeah it was marvellous. Yeah. Uh, and the staff were obliging. Um, ticketing was great. Ticketing was great. We our, knew where we were going. Our seats were very comfortable. Mm. Couldn't see, you know, often, often you, um, you you struggle with the plastic seating they have often at these boxing venues, but these seats were very, very comfortable. I don't know who designed them, but hats off. If I knew who you were, I'd send you a message. Uh, now, Cam Smith. Golfer? That, that's the golfer, mm -hmm. uh, Cam Smith. He's to play the Cathedral Invitational. Uh, this is a terrific event. Uh, probably Dossett's Cap a little bit to live. 
Um, I think the concept uh, was uh, co-founded uh, by Adam Scott. Um, it's a uh, men and women play. It's over 36 holes and a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, there's not much prize money. It's only $100,000, but uh, it, it's the spirit of the game that I think uh, rewards the players. Uh, Adam said it was fantastic last year, his word, not mine. Um, and... Uh, He's talked uh, Cam Smith into uh, joining that uh, particular event. And I say, well done. Well done, Adam, uh, for believing in what you believe in and for pursuing it and uh, for extending the uh, the olive branch and the invitation to Cam. He didn't have to. He did. And uh, good on Cam uh, for, uh, saying for, yes. for, for saying yes and, mm-hmm. and turning up to this particular event. Uh, look, a great week for basketball. By golly, it was great having Scotty Pippen here. Uh, what a wonderful ambassador for world basketball. The thing about Scott Pippen is he just loves Australia and he loves Australians, and he made that very clear. And I tell you what, he loves Australian basketball. And I tell you what, a lot of Australian basketballers enjoyed his company as well. Uh, I spent a few minutes with him. Very affable fellow. We had met before. Uh, very talkative, uh, but he's not loud. He's not as loud as many Americans can be. Uh, I pointed this out to him, and uh, he he said, when I travel overseas, I generally turn the dial down. And I think that's a a very sensible thing to do and shows an awareness that many many Americans don't have. No, that's true. Uh, So well done, Scotty Pippen. Did you send a message? I I sent a message when I got Mm -hmm. home. I Mm -hmm. thought, well, I'll follow up. I sent a message on behalf of uh, listeners. of listeners to the Bludge, just saying, Scotty Pippen, thumbs up. That's all I sent. Mm. He understood. He and got, he got to both grannies. He did. It's he incredible. Did. I mean, he didn't have to. He loves the rugby league. Yeah. He, and he'll be in Las Vegas, and we'll probably Bump into talk him about there. that a little bit later. Yeah. Well, I, I, I said I was quite quite happy to buy him a beer there mm-hmm. uh, in Vegas, and uh, he said, I look, for, I look forward to that, and in his quiet way. Uh, now, the big show has declared himself World Cup ready. Well, that's a good sign. When the big cups, uh, sorry, when the big uh, the big show's firing, Australia's firing. Mm-hmm. Uh, big show uh, turned the uh, turned the game, turned the has turned the team around. Uh, the ter- the team is really bristling with talent mm-hmm. at the moment, with Warner in rare form. I know, yeah. Um, and let's not forget uh, the Marsh Kitty. Oh, the Marsh Kitty, yeah, no, uh, the Marsh Kitty's been a revelation. Mm-hmm. Who can? Oh, look, I don't mind going into the details again. You understand, Bali, all of that, Dad, Mum, all of that. Uh, now, the Aussie women cricketers uh, win the three-match T20 series against the West Indies, uh, but lost the second match. Now, I think uh, it appears to me that the the world is catching up to us when it comes to women's cricket. Uh, we dominated the world there for a hell of a long time, quite rightly, because we were by far and away the best team. Uh, then England snuck up on us, and uh, it looks as if the rest of the world's starting to catch up as well, which I think is good for world cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't help having one team dominate for so long. And the West Indies captain, uh, Hayley Matthews, what an extraordinary player. I think she might have been uh, declared player of the series, quite rightly. Oh, indeed. Quite rightly, quite mm. rightly. What an extraordinary player. Uh, now, the Sydney Swans co-captain, uh, Callum Mills, look, I think he's apologised to fans for injuring himself on Mad Monday. Look, he explained, uh, I think people could understand, he explained that it wasn't him. Uh, I think people understood that, accepted that if it wasn't him, then let's move on. Let's hope the injury uh, restores itself very, very quickly. Um, Anyway, now Rugby Australia have withdrawn the $1.6 million two-year deal. 
to um, might have been uh, one of the East's players, um, which is very very disappointing. I don't, I don't know what uh, he's going to do now. Um, it's well, not Suwali, is it? Uh, no, no, no. Suwali's five million was signed. Right, that's been done. That's that's done. Yeah. That deal's done. Yeah. They, can, they can't unwind that. Um, but anyway. Um, I can picture this bloke, but I can't. Yes, 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 yes. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Uh, Now, wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all. Uh, Newcastle, as HG pointed out, won the NRLW Premiership. Terrific match. Terrific match. Uh, It was uh, wide open until the last couple of minutes, and that's how you want a final to be. Um, Now... The NRL, of course, the grand final, which we might try and pick apart a little bit later in the program. It certainly was one for the ages. And uh, what it said to me, and it said to Scott Pippen, uh, what a product we have to show the Americans. I mean, it's a product of which we can all be justifiably proud. Uh, if we can put on anything that uh, resembles, closely resembles what we saw uh, last Sunday night, uh, I mean, it's a shoe-in. Uh, we'll just uh, take over America, and very, very quickly. That's That was Scotty Pippen's thoughts, and I couldn't disagree with him. Well, I didn't. Why would I? Uh, and the Tina Turner show was uh, magnificent. It was just magnificent. Uh, no miming at all. None. Uh, unlike Kiss, who we suspect was miming. I mean, they haven't denied it, but then they haven't said they were either. But our observation was, at first, we thought, they, oh, it didn't look like... Oh, well, yeah, we decided in the end that they were. Mm. Uh, anyway, it, it sounded good. They looked good. Uh, but the Tina Turner show, I think, was uh, head and shoulders above anything Kiss could throw at us. Um, now, uh, we'll probably discuss Adam G. What a terrific job he did putting the whistle, away. whistle away. I mean, Incredible. it's just an amazing job. I congratulated him, of course, uh, on behalf of everyone. Yeah, I got back a thumbs up. Uh, that's him, quiet, unassuming sort of fellow. Uh, he doesn't big ticket himself. He's not a show pony. He's just a whistleblower who likes keeping the whistle in the pocket. And that's how we like it. Uh, now, uh, people probably would have noticed, like me, that uh, Kevy, that's Kevy Walters, the uh, purported, and I use that term advisedly, uh, coach of the Brisbane Broncos, uh, was very doer at the uh, post-game press conference now, whispers I've received that he was on a million-dollar bonus had the uh, Broncos won. Um, and uh, you could see 20 minutes into the second half yeah. how excited Kevy was. Yeah. He was all grins and smiles, and you couldn't, uh, <laughs> you couldn't uh, complain about him you know, spending that money in his mind. He probably was buying a little condo somewhere or a new car or you know, giving a lot of money to charity. Um, Anyway, he would have had a lot of it spent um, by the time uh, Nathan Cleary took over and steered the game in a totally different direction. Uh, so you can understand that Kevy was a little down in the dumps, yeah. uh, the result yeah. of that. But uh, I sent Kevy a message and said, bad luck, fella. Maybe next year, but I don't think the bonus applies next year. It was just a one-year-only one deal. So... Um, Ah, well, get a better manager is what I said to him. Uh, He didn't get back to me, but I didn't expect him to do. Why would he? (laughs) Make of that what you will. At the October meeting, the Reserve Bank of Australia pointed out that many cryptocurrencies are worthless rubbish. But the board gave a big tick to those cheeky cryptos, the Gutho and the Maroonarium. 
Get the Guffo with a AAA rating and the Maroon Arium now with a pay later facility through bludging on the blind side. Well, Roy, uh, last weekend, of course, in the heat out at Stadium Australia, it was just incredible, yep. wasn't it? It was. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's hard to imagine that. I just hope that that's not the pinnacle that we've been climbing yeah, to all yeah, these years yeah. and it can go on and get even better than what it was. Oh, hard to imagine, exactly, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it was perfect rugby league, wasn't it? Know, it was, it was perfect. incredible. I, I <clears> felt the code, oh, I mean, one can use these terms, it wrapped itself in glory, didn't it? The code stood up and wrapped itself in glory and said, look at me. Oh, yeah, and it yeah, strutted yeah. its stuff in a most attractive sort of way. Uh, I, I mean, even Broncos fans... I had to admit it was a great grand final and had to admit it was great rugby league. It was perfect rugby league. The referee made an enormous contribution. Didn't he ever? I, I just, In I his just, own I, quiet way. Yes. He, he, what was great was uh, obviously he, it was his first grand final. He yes. spoke of pre-game anxiety and nerves yes. while saying it was unrealistic to believe every NRL match could be adjudicated in the same manner as the one last Sunday. Mm. Now, that's fair enough. That's fair but enough. But we're not, for once, talking about the referee's performance. No, we're not. We're congratulating the yes. referee and the administration of, I think it was Dave Munro and Chris yes. Sutton who ran the line. I the, didn't spot They ran beautifully. They were incredible. And they looked fit enough, didn't they? They did, to keep up with yes. the play. Yeah, that's right. There were, there were no forward passes. There, there were no blights on the game that robbed anyone. It, it was uh, Just a spectacularly outstanding match from two professional teams. They were very professional. There were no professional fouls. Sure, it got a little bit willing every now and again, but you expect yeah, that, that in, in the, the rugby league. league. You expect passion. Yes. You want passion from rugby league players, and we got the passion, but it was controlled passion, wasn't it? And that's what we want. Now, he said uh, he speaks about the pressure he felt refereeing in front of his family and friends. Yes. The post-game celebration, a few beers, yes. a pre-match session of uh, pre-match session of Netflix, and now he plans to referee at Origin level. The, oh, well, he he's he's perfectly suited to Origin level. So, so he, he he watched a bit of Netflix before the game. Yes, to calm him down. To calm to him down. Get his mind off having yes. to blow and who was. He didn't be... mention what he was watching, was he? No, no. I don't. I didn't get that. Was it a documentary or a drama I would, I would or imagine something? A documentary, documentary about probably. fish. Oh, really? I He's interested. In, well, let's yeah. say he was. Well, let's well let's something other other referees can Could take t- out indeed, of this. Indeed, indeed. And the family and friends there. What sort of weight did that put on yes. you? I mean. I'm not sure about the refereeing ranks when you were playing, but yeah. it struck me that referees, you know, are solitary people, yes. often people who have a private life that they want to keep private, yes. arrive in the car, park it, yeah. often out of the way so as people don't connect them with the car and blow it up sure. uh, while they're refereeing. Sure. Then they want to out, do the job, tweet, 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 off yeah. offside, et cetera, all that sure. sort of stuff, knock on, you know, you know, yeah. the drum. And then they get in the car and drive away. No, no one's none the wise. No one's none the wise. They're exactly. very quiet. E- e- exactly. Uh, look, often uh, referees, if they have a friend or family in the crowd, uh, will often say before the match, I'll blow one for you. And uh, <laughs> I can remember Kevin Roberts oh, Kevin, on, on one yes. occasion. Uh, I, I uh, used to go do a bit of fishing with Kevin back in the day. Lovely fisherman. God, he could bait a hook. And... Uh, he said he'll blow one for me. So I was sitting in the in the crowd. I wasn't involved in the game on the field. 
And uh, he blew a penalty that no one understood what it was for. And he looked over at me and winked. <laughs> and I realised that one was for me. Isn't and that often they do story? that for families, yeah. if they have family in the house, they, they'll blow one for them. Uh, but uh, with uh, with uh, Andy G, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't, blow, he he didn't, didn't go out. Of he his didn't way. indulge himself he, no, in that way. Exactly. He didn't. Indu- exactly nope. right. Now he became a refereeing hero by awarding just five penalties. Five. Five. Yeah, that many. And what you see for an average per match, eleven. Yes. And one restart. Yes. Season average four point five. Yeah. In the, you know, obviously people rate as an incredible performance. Yes. In yes. years to come, if no one can remember who refereed the game, then great. That's what we all strive for. Mm. You want a fair and balanced for both teams, adjudicate on what you've seen, but ultimately let players decide the game. Yes. And that's what happened on Sunday. Yep. Definitely, I've been a bit shocked by the, a lot of the media attention about the refereeing. I'm happy if no one mentions it at all. Oh, I mean, isn't that refreshing? Isn't that great to hear? It is. It is. None of I'll blow one for you or look at me yeah. or stuff like that. None of that, that, that all the others do. Yeah. And they do. We know it. <coughs> we know it. That's, that's a fact. Oh, no, I, I thought he did an extraordinary job. Extraordinary job. Now, just before we go, and yeah. get, unless I've mentioned this already, yeah. Angus Crichton is the missing player. That's who's, right, who's for got the, the East player who's the, missed out on that uh, terrific yeah. contract uh, to be a Wallaby. Oh, well, to, to join the... Uh, Rugby Union. The schmozzle that yes. is Rugby Union. Yeah, I'm not too sure what uh, franchise he was being offered, offered to. to, but uh, that's fallen apart. Probably in the best interest for himself, really, to uh, get out stick of with the rugby league. Yeah, get out of it while the going's good. Well, now, I would have thought so. Uh, the other thing was about uh, Andy um, GHG is that he didn't let the players who bang on an act get away with it. You no, know, that's when right. they pretend it's been, oh, it's a crusher tackle. Oh, well, no, it wasn't. He just said, whispered to them, get up and play the ball. You know, I saw what happened. Yeah. There's nothing here. Look, the public haven't come to see you. No. You know, I mean, no, they haven't come to see an acting class. Yeah. No, that's They've right. come to see rugby league. <laughs> now, we move on to the next game. Yes. And the next game, this is hard to imagine, in the NRLW, sorry, yeah. in the NRL, full yes. stop, mm. is Vegas. It is. I know. Vegas. And it's scary, isn't it? Second. It is scary. Are we ready? I don't think so. Two things that I've got in mind is I think we, we've got to send Penrith somehow. Of course we have. You I mean, said it in, in your opening comments, and I agree. Penrith should be the first team picked. picked indeed. And, the other and you're right. Who wants to look at Manly? <laughs> Who overseas wants to look at Manly? Well, they don't. They don't. They don't. There's no interest. Manly in turn off everyone. Yeah. Now we come to what I consider the soft opening, yes. which is to try and get people literate with some of the aspects of rugby league. They're going to get the shock of their lives if they, as you point out, if they turn up and see what we offered last Sunday night. Yes. Americans yeah. will be gobsmacked. Yeah. In the same way Scotty Pippen was. He'd never yeah. seen anything like it. No. No pads. No helmets. No, no, no helmets for a I mean, he was just blown away. <laughs> so... My suggestion is that we try and get, say, Reese Walsh or one of the great stars, and I know Valandis thinks Reese Walsh is going to be the next big thing in rugby league, yes. and get him into NCIS. Oh. Or like the episode of NCIS. That's maybe a good as a, idea. Uh, as a, I'd describe it as a sort of my, maybe a relief detective or something like ah. that. You know, say one of the detectives is sort of, I don't know. Shoehorned in from overseas in from to overseas. solve an international exactly. well, drug right. ring or something Perfect. where there's an Australian connection and he's got to uh, go Leave. underground or something. Go underground as a rugby league player. As a rugby league player, yes. I mean, it's got so he somehow gets introduced to the public and then yes. he shows his wares on the rugby league field as well as his skill at crack and crime. That's right. Then yep. the other thing is, is that he could then kick on and do a lot of those shows that I mentioned, you know, mm. like the... Um, the uh, you know view 
Oh, you, you know, yes. A great show, Talking People. They'd, they'd love to talk to him on you know, Hannity, Whoopi Goldberg I, might be in that program. Indeed. She indeed. loves her rugby league. And Hannity. Don't tell me he wouldn't love his rugby league. Hannity, you know, yes. On Fox, the Fox Network. Yes. And we've got, uh, you know, obviously so much, so many of our own shows that aren't showing there yet That's that we right. could shoehorn into the, yes. into the uh, schedule. Yes. What, what now, about uh, one of the soaps? Actually? What about something like, oh, I, I don't know, uh, Young and the Restless or something? I mean, Young he, and the Restless. I mean, he could. I don't know if Brooke and uh, Thorne are still involved in the program as characters, but he could certainly turn up as a cousin of Thorne's or uh, related to Brooke in the fashion industry or something. Yes, I, I mean, I'm just you know, my as, mind's a, as a designer, now, from, a designer. Uh, from Australia. Or, mm. so, yes, that's right, who brought. Maybe yeah. a new fabric. Yes, a new fabric, roughly. Yeah, you know, yes. and with a distinctive print. Yes, distinctive print. That, uh, perfect. You know, and perfect. then an argument about how it's going to look. And yes. Then, you know, they cut a frock out of it if yeah. that's what they're going to do, or a pair of shorts. Sure. And all of a sudden take the world by storm. Take this the world obviously by storm. That's right. Line. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then, by mm. the way, if you want to see Reese, who's playing, mm. you know, let's say Maury. Yes. If you want to see Reese live, mm-hmm. March the 2nd, Ali Giant. I mean, it writes itself. It does write it? itself, yes. Um, yes. Well, well, well let's a... hope these ideas are being explored. And I don't know who would do this, whether it would be uh, his management. I suppose it would be his management, wouldn't it? Well, is it George Mimis? Is he representing him? Let's say he is. <laughs> it's up to Mimis to reach out to the producers of Young and the Restless. And, and say, and, would you like to have... Days a... of Our Lives. He he could return as... I, I think the original family in Days of Our Lives was built around the, the Horton family. He could be a long-lost cousin of, of the Horton, of Bill Horton, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. It's yes. a great idea. Yes. I mean, we're working with these. Well, things but I don't much. know what the time delay is. Uh, well, you I see, mean, I think if he was going, uh, I don't know. What, if the time delay is several months, and I suspect it is, he should be recording these episodes now. I know. I know. I don't. This is the I, time to move is now. Yes, I hope no. Mimus has got off his backside and has made put the calls through. Yeah, to get him into these things because he'd yeah. have to be on set. Probably this time next week. He'd have to be. Lines learnt. Yes. Put the script down. And the writers are only back on the job. They'd I know, have to, you know, the, the writing instructions had come through. We go, what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> now, look, I, I just think that the disappointing thing about the uh, presentation yes. the other night was that there was no forward looking towards mm. Vegas. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That worried me. You know, I don't know what could have been done, you know, like some sort of, oh. obviously, they hand out the footy cards. And yes. then on comes a touch of Vegas in, say, a show, a piece of show business. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, sure, have something out of Mamma Mia, Lay Miss or something like that, but I meant really, you know, vintage yes. Vegas show business. Yes. You know, Even if it was the ball that was going to be used in the kickoff for next year at Vegas, if that ball could have been given to the person who played Tina Turner after the. After the, wow, what a lovely idea. After the presentations and the helicopter arrives, she carries the ball into the helicopter. The helicopter takes off. As far as we know, it's going on to its go way. on its way to Vegas. What a great idea. Yeah. I, one thing I was going to say, could we cover the ball with petroleum jelly yes. and get, uh, say, Nathan to kick it into the helicopter with a flame? You oh, know, what a lovely idea. You know, well, he could do it, yeah. Straight, yeah. Or straight over Or hit the black dot with it. Yes. And then the sticks go. Yes. Up yeah. in smoke. Sure. Here, indicating sure. it's all over here, but it's coming yeah. up in Vegas. Mm. I Look, I, I just do think that we need to be mindful that this mm. is going to be a out of the blue mm. 
and not enough people, if they're relying on Australians to go, which yes. we might get to in a minute because there's some great travel deals. There are great available. deals, aren't there? Yes. Yeah, to get mm. there. Mm. Uh, you know, I think they, they the whole punting end of it will fall over because, mm. let's face it, Australians love to bet on the rugby league. They know how much fun it is. Yes. But what we've got to communicate, that is to Americans. Yes, yeah, that, 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 that that's right. Uh, I mean, the, the the punting news has sort of been interesting this week, or at least I've found it interesting. I think uh, Australians lost uh, or have lost so far this year $4 billion to the poker machines. Now, I would say to those people using the machines, think about rugby league. Rugby league players. Now that coach is no longer calling, horse syndication is your gateway to a fortune of cup-winning success. Own part of a champion with the team from Rooting King Lodge. Speak with the syndication experts Weed and Fractious Bruce Woodus on the horse hotline at Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, two things about the grand final was uh, you mentioned already the, mm. the uh, Kiss v Tina off. But yes. what I thought was a lovely touch was all the kids, the Aussie kids running around dressed up as Gene uh, and Paul. Yes. I, I didn't know that was going to happen. No, really I, I had no idea thought, either. No, it was I, good, I, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got to say is I, I just hope that people saw Hames in interviewing some of them. It was just terrific, you know, yeah. simply, you know, and who have you come dressed as? Well, there was only two choices, yes. really. Yes. And take us through it. What are you wearing? Who sure. are you wearing? All that sort of stuff. I, I thought it gave people an idea that football is show business. Sure. Uh, the, the lovely thing I thought about uh, Hames' interviews, actually, he didn't patronise the kids at all, did he? <laughs> no. No, that and, and it's easy to fall into that trap. Oh God, yes. You know, and make it look as though you're doing this because somebody told you. Yes, to do it, that's right. Your heart's you, not in it. Heart's but, not in but it. But he he looked very very comfortable. But now, that's the thing about home. He's the same with everyone, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he'd take us through it. Now, look. One thing I was going to ask was um, speaking of show business. Mm. Uh, something that sort of took me by surprise was that Taylor Walker, the centre half forward. Uh, for the uh, Crows, yes. looks as though he's going to get a part in Home and Away. And I'm not sure if he's in it already or he's, he's doing his lines now, so to speak. Right. And I thought, what a great get yes. for Home and Away and for the AFL yeah. to have their, you know, obviously one of the stars of yes. the AFL in yes. Home and Away. I think people love seeing stars on Home and Away. Uh, did Was it Little Leighton who did Home and Away or, or was it Neighbours? And that's where he met Beck. Oh, it'd have to be Home and Away, Home I think. and Away, yeah, right. It could be wildly wrong there, yes. but um, Home yeah. and Away, I think it was. Mm. And uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, the, and he was so ca- natural. He was terrific. I know. The cast fall in love with people yes. who come with a bit of baggage, knowing what to do, where the cameras are, as all football players know where the cameras they are. Do. It's just terrific. Yep. But again, you know, this is mm. the sort of thing we should be doing with rugby mm. league players into America. Yes. Getting them in these big shows, these top rating shows, That's on right. these shows, these panel shows and so That's on. Right. So as people will know that, well, you know, they've yeah. heard about it at yeah. least before they get there. That's right. Now, That's right. one great thing about uh, Grand Final Week was the, the tour of the uh, trophies to parts of Queensland, especially in New South Wales. Remember, mm-hmm. I raise this every time we talk about uh, yes. rural uh, and regional New South Wales. It's, yeah. it's doing rugby league's doing it tough. Yeah, a, a, in the, some of these parts, and uh, it was great to see that that the trophies turned up at the Camden South Public School. This was the last stops, one of the last stops on the NRL Telstra Footy Country Tour, right? Which kicked off in remote community of Arakoon, North Queensland, on September the sixth, yeah. and obviously ended at uh, the stadium last Sunday. Right. Uh, now Camden students got to hone their skills with Dolphins player Hamiso Hammer. 
Tabuai Fido. Yes. And uh, it was really great. It felt good uh, to because the hammer is really nice and the clinic is really fun, said nine-year-old Madden Borg. Mm-hmm. It was cool how he signed my jersey. It's been a really cool day. He's my favourite player because he's fast, he's good, he always scores. Yes. One of the other kids, uh, Carson Whittle, said. During the tour, legends such as Sam Thiday mm-hmm. and current players visited more than 55 schools and visited 10,000 kids. Again, yeah. could this be a model for America? Isn't that wonderful? I, I had no idea this was happening. Actually. Indeed. Look, was it, was it being transported on the rugby league train no. that we know is still out there you know, <laughs> circulating? With the underpants of the, the alley messenger that's right. all those great things. <laughs> that's right. Now... <laughs> They've helped the kids work on their skills mm-hmm. and given a chance to touch and run around with the Proven Summons Trophy and the NRL Telstra Women's Premiership Was the Winfield trophy. Cup part of the... Uh... Oh, I'd love to think it was. Good, the, good, yes. yes. And uh, look, this, uh, to have the trophies as well as some of our current and former players going around on mm. this tour is absolutely brilliant for Country Rugby League. That yes. was the uh, Thigh Day position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Millman State School, just north of Rockhampton in Queensland, has just two teachers and seven students. And Principal Shannon Briggs said... All of them were thrilled to be included on the tour. We don't get a lot of experiences like this. Team sports are so vital to kids, especially in smaller schools, because they learn how to interact with other kids, how to socialise with other kids and develop resilience. Yes. Along with the clinic workshops... Sorry, along with the clinic workshops, coaching sessions and resilience talks, the Telco giant has brought back the Telstra Junior Club Grants, Mm -hmm. which will see 216,000 share among 72 country clubs across Australia. Isn't that wonderful news? a model for America. It is. It is. Are you suggesting a rugby league tour of ball trophies and players? Uh, to primary schools in the United States, HG. I'd love to see them do all the primary schools on the rugby league way. Oh, of course. You know, from yes. Tucson to Tucumcari to Hatchaby to Tonopah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'd love to see them do all those schools yes. along that way. Yes. And it wouldn't matter. I it wouldn't care how many, how few kids there were mm-hmm. sowing seeds, green shoots. Green shoots. I agree. And I agree. I've got to say, is it's, and and would there be enough in the budget to provide a ball for each of these schools? Oh, easily, I would have thought. No, I was going to say it was two hundred sixteen thousand. I mean, I know America's a bigger place. It is, and the dollar's not great at the moment. What is it? A bit over sixty-three cents. I know it's going to be a stretch. Yeah. But you forget how much money rugby league in Australia is going to make out of punting. Oh, sure. And yeah. you've got to remember that punting is a certain thing for the rugby league. Yes. It's not as though they're investing $10 here, $10 there. Yep. No, they're investing the whole thing. Sure. Yeah, uh, and yeah. we'll get more than that back, obviously. And so yeah. I think they could spend a bit more time thinking about junior rugby league in America and yes. doing something probably yeah. that would shock yes. and surprise mm-hmm. uh, most Americans. That's that, true. You know, we're, kids going home to their parents saying, "Guess what happened today?" Yeah, guess you wouldn't guess who turned up. Who? Sam Thiday. What? <laughs> the the other thing, actually, I think you could tap into secondary schools as well. Uh, I mean, it'd be interesting to introduce, say, a rugby league assignment or theme for various classes to look at the Australian-American relationship historically. Through rugby league? Through rugby, through the lens of rugby league, yes, yes. I mean, obviously, you could talk about the uh, the, the various wars that we've, uh, fought, uh, together. we've fought together. 
and out of that, you could uh, then uh, examine the rugby league and see if rugby league has played a role. And then you talk about Big Bob Brule and the, uh, the Tomahawks. Tomahawks. And the Rugby uh, League World Manfred, Cup. Manfred, Manfred Moore. Manfred Moore. And, now, and maybe suggest some... David uh, Newey, was it? Uh, oh, who taught who in the taught Minnesota School. in schools. the Minnesota Schools. Yeah. Thousands upon thousands yes. of kids. The, and that's and right. maybe talk to some of those kids as that's well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, now, I was taken by your suggestion last week that uh, you know the uh, Kiss lyrics yeah. could be turned into an examination of how music works, or mm-hmm. you know, or what what the yes content is telling you about romance or whatever it is. I thought that was uh, a great approach to yes. dealing with it. And this is what you're suggesting that rugby league as a whole could do. Yes, I, th- I think so. I, I, th- I, I think so. And uh, they, they could embrace as well the, the, the language of rugby league as well. Use terms like leg speed. Leg speed, thank you. Yeah, edge, edge players. Yeah, wingers. Yes. Do people really go to see wingers, question mark? That's right. Yeah. Now, speaking of that, that introduces neatly your talkback topic. How did yes. you go last week? Well, last week, actually, the talkback was should Reynolds coach the Blues? Um, now, 98% of New South Wales people said yes. Uh, no surprises there. Queensland, 98% said no. No. I and uh, South Australia, 67% said yes. They would love to see Reynolds coaching coaching the Blues. Now, this still is a, an enormous problem because it looks as though mm. Fred walked away and I'm still thinking he because he got the one-year deal, he yeah. wasn't allowed to use his... And, rem, rem, and remuneratively it was it, turned into shrunk. a casual job rather yeah. than a full-time job. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. couldn't do it all the time. Yeah. Where are we up to with this? It looks as though somebody who's got a job already mm. is the only person who will be able to take it on. Do you understand what I mean? You sure. You can't do it for nothing. And no. So somebody has to have an independent income. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's right. I, I, I know Laurie Daly has put his hand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, New South Wales Rugby League hasn't responded yet formally or informally to uh, to Laurie, uh, just saying that, uh, you know, great that he's put his hand up and will consider it. And um, Cartwright's a name. That's... John Cartwright, now, yes. Now, is he with the Broncos I think at the he's moment? with the Broncos coaching staff at the moment, yes, working with Kevy. Well, uh, well, not having to do much, of course, because Reynolds does it all. Um, so I assume he's he do uh, the bus it's work. Pretty cushy job. For, yeah, well, he'd just have to make sure there are enough witches hats in the boot of uh, of um, Reynolds's, the car. Reynolds's car. Yeah, as yeah. as I can tell. And other contestants, they seem to have reel off a whole list, but none mm. of them really no. caught the imagination. No, I mean... no. Now I, I thought they might reach out to Peter Sterling at one stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's one of the great coaches that we never had. Uh, he was to- absorbed into the media uh, rather than the natural progression, uh, you know, t- taking those great ideas from Jack Gibson and implementing them in his own way. Uh, it's not too late, you know, if he's uh, give away the fishing for a little while. And, and the uh, golf. And the golf, yes. I, I hadn't thought of that, Sterlow. I mm. just take it he's one of those players who sim- or people who seems to be Lost to the game at Lost to the game, yeah. And I hope we don't need to mount an intervention. I mean, I hope he isn't seriously troubled by the game. One thing I was going to say was he'd be one of the few people who would have experience of Mm. playing in America and could be a valuable bolt-on to the trip. Exactly. And maybe appear on some of those great shows we've been talking about, you know, The View and stuff like that, what it was like when I played here all those times Yes. And they could uh, show a bit of old footage. Exactly. And show the poster. This week's topic, HG, is a simple one. Um, 
should Penrith replace Manly in Vegas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, so uh, get involved in that. I mean, there'll be no one here to answer the phone, but uh, we'll get the message anyway. The inaugural Advanced Rugby League Foundation Ball will be held at La Montage Roselle on Friday the 28th of June. The theme is reality. Book now to avoid disappointment. Ticket prices start at $1,200 and are only available through rugbyleagueyep.com.au. That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side, and that uh, those ball tickets will go very, very quickly. Uh, I know the Sumpters working up something very special for June the 28th next year. I'd advise you to buy your tickets now and save the date. Okay, uh, Bludging on the Blind Side, if you want to get involved with the show, 0467920222 is the text number, or the old style way, royandhg at abc.net.au, and the following people have, Roy. Yes, uh, uh, Roger from Millthorpe, just on the text, HG, is uh, suggesting that... Uh it might be a good idea to send Manleys because uh, Americans, like uh, everybody else, probably enjoy having a team to hate out there. Yes. So yep. there, there is some wisdom to that. In our in our promotion of the uh, mm. the big day, yes. would you get Sturlow and, say, Reese Walsh and people like that who mm. are appearing in the media to say, and, yes. you know, Oh, I know you all want to hate the team. Well, yeah. the Manly Seagulls are the ones to do it. That's well, right. You know, well, satisfy that need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now, this uh, comes from uh, Simon from Adelaide. Uh, Simon says, uh, I try not to listen to the Channel 7 commentary on the AFL as it detracts from the game. <laughs> However, on Saturday night, I was listening to the broadcast and I heard Job Watson refer to Hamish McLaughlin as Hammer. Right, hammer. right. I haven't heard that. He said, I've never previously thought of Haim as hammer material uh, and I've uh, added a strange... Uh, and uh, I may have added a strange guttural note. This could be a sign of what the interview show with Hamish is to be called. To further this thought, could Job be the first interviewee as he's asked to take us through the emotions of winning the Brownlow and then having it taken away during uh, due to the Essendon supplement scandal? Uh, is Hamish... Uh, worthy of the nickname Hammer. Well, well, well it was question. Sparkles McGaw that was Hammer, wasn't he? In the, the Gladiators. The Gladiators. Now, yeah. am I right in thinking they're bringing the Gladiators back? I know you keep up, keep up to speed with shows coming yeah, and going yeah, yeah, on television. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard this at all, but it's no, a great, it was a great, great idea. Great, yeah, so great. much legs, great leg speed. Would they get uh, John Alexander back? Now he's freed from federal parliamentary duties. He was a sort of referee. Yes, sort he of was. Figure. Yes. Uh, he used to blow the whistle and that sort of stuff. They get them going and on great the, with the dumb show, acting big and what have you. Yes. Right. Um, no, that's interesting that because, mm. I mean, it's a, a tried and true format, a yes. bit like World Championship Wrestling that's in the right. spin offs. That's right. Uh, yes. You know, people doing stupid things. And, yes. you know, and holy could... moly, that might come back as well. <laughs> that, that was a great, great show. Yes. You think now, that'd come back? This has come from uh, Sam uh, Fitzroy North in Melbourne. Uh, was visiting Sydney for work on the weekend and in a stroke of good luck discovered the uh, NRLW uh, semi between Easts and Titans was happening at the SFS yes. on an afternoon off. Yeah, good. Being from Melbourne, was excited to see some uh, rugby league at Sydney's shiny new stadium. Yes, good. Uh, even more delighted to find out the tickets were at a very family-friendly price of $10 and free for the kiddies. <laughs> 
Now, sitting into the ground, decided to get a quick bite to eat, picked up a small bucket of popcorn chicken, got to the checkout and was shocked to be charged $19.50. Astonished that a snack was nearly twice the price of admission. How can this be acceptable? No, well, I've got... I, I can't defend... Can't argue with their, that? I, their, I can't defend their pricing policies. No um, idea. You see, popcorn chicken is something I'd never eat, but no. that's just me. No. Uh, is it know, difficult to make? I, I don't know. You've got to chop the... I suppose it'll be chicken breasts you chop largely into small cubes, oh. and then uh, then what do you do with them? Well, Wrap I, them in some sort of batter and then deep fry them. Is that it? No, I read no. it the other way. I was thinking some sort of essence of chicken. Oh, essence you, of chicken. Yeah, you those know, sort of oh, uh, right. chemically fa- flavoured... Essence of chicken. What a sort of tofu that's given a, or nothing that. Well, popcorn, you see, is the giveaway. Oh, it's, a, it's a flavoured. Popcorn's fairly easy to make. Yeah. A popcorn machine. Right. And so this would just be So you give it a chickeny flavour or it's, we'll put chicken salt around not it or bad. something. Is that, is that <laughs> what you do? do? Well, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not Mr. Cuisine no, here. No, I know. Mr. Takeaway Cuisine. Yeah, I don't know. But I think that's true that, in fact, I think other correspondents mm. have remarked that the cost of a beer in the Sydney Football Stadium, yes. the cost of, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, um, say a sparkling mineral water, yeah. let alone food, sure. genuine food, it goes up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, well, I suppose sad. there were overheads. Well, there. like Didn't electricity. Did get staff? Staff. That sort of stuff. It, yeah, I know. Yeah. Someone who's prepared to make the chicken popcorn or whatever it is. No, no scale on uh, what a pie costs. No, mm. no. Uh, now, this comes from uh, Brendan. Uh, Brendan says, uh, I came across this discussion led by Matt Stewart, a racing journo. Yeah. Um, now, what he says, uh, it's uh, a post that was put up between uh, the journos speaking to a, a colleague. Um, now... The post from Steve Little says, quote, the smell of a racehorse is unmistakable and inspires strength. In the past, you could smell the horse on race day, not now. Right. Wow. He's bemoaning the fact that people don't get the full racing experience anymore. They're sort of somehow quarantined from the stables and from the smell of horses. Um, Steve Little, uh, Little agreed with him, saying, agree... Uh, simple idea to get people back to the core business, that is, the horse. The smell of a racehorse is unmistakable and inspires strength. Um, some people don't even know anymore that there are even horses there when they go to a racing meet. But I'm sure if you went to Moree, yes. you'd be able to get up close to the horse. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if even in Tamworth, some yeah. of the biggest centres, you'd be able to. Another part of the post says it's extremely important to understand the role of the horse. We could arrange for school excursions. Get them when they're young. Let them ask the questions. Where are the horses? Children often educate their parents. Very interesting. Have we got, thoughts, yeah, they are. Have we got a location for this conversation? Uh, no, we don't. Like Antarctica? Yeah, well, no, I, I can't help you there, HG. It's just been forwarded through from Brendan. Yeah, keeps his eye on these things. Yeah, fascinating. I, I don't know quite, are we smelling winners here? Yeah. Or are we just smelling... We're smelling know, people interested in accelerating the world, the world of racing, uh-huh. uh, thinking that there's a generation that's losing out because they because they can't smell the horse anymore, and even if they did smell it, they wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, no. Well, that could well be true. It may well be true. Yeah, I, I don't but know. I, just like, I can't remember I, the last I, I time I asked a kid what a what a horse, horse turd smelled, smelled like. <laughs> I just I, I haven't. It's not a subject that that comes up. 
Do you know, and nor if kids ask me, what's a hell smell like? I don't know. Yeah, no. Can you smell a winner, Roy? Well, often you can, can't, can't you? A kid asking. Yeah. You can. Of course yeah. you can. Yeah. 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 That smells like a winner. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Sam. Uh, I've recently returned from the US and while uh, while there made my way to the start or end of the rugby league trail in Tunapar. Yeah, Tunapar. Yeah. yeah. Now he's uh, see picture attached. There he is, HG. Whoa. To my surprise, the locals were unaware of the rugby league pilgrims heading their way. I made sure to do my part in preaching the gospel of rugby league while there. It's not such a hard task. Americans are naturally very chatty folk, uh, and they particularly perk up when they find out you're from Australia. Ah, oh, you're good. Yeah, big. I had naively expected that they would follow up their discovery of me being an Aussie with questions about rugby league. Instead, without fail, they all asked incredulously, how do you all live with all those killer snakes and spiders everywhere? Oh, not that old chestnut. To this I had a simple answer. Let me tell you about rugby league. (laughs) No helmet, no pads. At this point, they were already sold on the concept. So when I informed them that even in our primitive setting here in Australia, you can make a wager on sporting events using your mobile phone. For a split second, it had them questioning the core be- their core belief that America is the greatest country in the world. Isn't, Isn't that, that a lovely story? It is. It is. And he says, though there is work to be done, I'm confident that many converts will be won along the rugby league trail. Well, you know, my random encounter with people who are yes. from America and travel backwards and forwards, and I've got to admit this is a survey of one, oh, yes. said there's no doubt that Americans will go ballistic. Yes. I think not his term, but I got this from yeah. chatting to him, yep. for rugby league. Oh, yes. I you think know, so. And that, that's great uh, that uh, he mm. could win over people by talking about rugby league, no pads, no helmet. That's You've right. You've always maintained that. That's though. right. That, mm. that, that's right. And I, I, I think if, uh, you know, the man of feathers and uh, Abdo uh, reach out in a targeted sort of way, mm. uh, like get in touch with uh, the movers and shakers like, say, Matt Gates. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, yeah, no, no, I understand. Well, you know, or somebody like um, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer, yeah. Yeah, Diane Feinstein. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, this comes from uh, Roger. Uh, Roger says, uh, I uh, was watching a recent post-match Raiders press conference and oh, yeah. noted with great interest that the player sitting next to Ricky referred to him as Tush. Yes, I see this. A term yeah. I hadn't heard of for decades uh, when we were referring to someone who was upset, angry, cranky, etc. I love it. Yet another nickname for the great man of Canberra. I thought Tush was a bottom, was a was yes, your backside. Well, yeah, but, you know... Shake your tush. Indeed, but you see, look at his, the accumulation of names. You yes. know, they, Stick, Ant, Angry yeah. Ant, Carlos yeah. Smearson, Game's yeah. Greatest Thinker. I mean, they, they yeah. all sort of are well tried. He's got to keep inventing, reinventing himself. I so. And I think Tush is great, you know, yeah. meaning as in the bottom top. Right. You know, sort of the reverse idea, yeah. reverse psychology. But have you heard Tush in the context of angry? Uh, he looked like a bit of a tush. Is that what it is? I think so. Mm. Um, I've never heard that. No, I've got to be honest here. Is you put me on a spot here. Yeah. I've certainly heard the use of the word tush in yeah. relationship to bottom. To bottom, yeah. But I've not heard it in terms of, you know, no. the game's greatest thinker. No. Angry Ant. No. Uh, just finally, HG, uh, this has come from Anthony, who's really thought this through. Uh, he's thinking um, the best way to promote rugby league in yes, America. Yes, good. Uh, would be to give it a sort of civil war theme. 
Whoa. Uh, uh, the uh, being from the north, the Maroons would become the Queensland Yankees. Yeah. And the Blues would become the New South Wales Rebels. Right. Uh, corresponding change of uniform, flags and mascots would obviously be in order to complete the transition. Uh, Billy could dress up as Abraham, in Abraham Lincoln sort of gear, while Freddie, or whoever replaces him, could dress up sort of Colonel Sanders style. Do you think that would work? Well, I don't know. But surely we've lost two teams here. We've only got... Yeah, 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 yeah. What he's Rebels. talking about is some sort of... State yeah. of origin sort yeah, of thing, which would yeah, sully the whole thing. I it, mean, well, it would just mean another layer of complexity explanation. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what worries me. Yeah, is why are we? I think we've just got to keep it simple. Yeah, four teams, one dream. <laughs> get a bet on. Get a bet on. Yeah, otherwise this. Look, yeah, I've got to be honest here. Is I'd never understand how Americans view their history. No, that's the other thing. We may be treading. We on could make enormous it, mistakes. Indeed, and, indeed. And, and upset some people who are like General Lee freaks who take all this seriously. You know, and think that the uh, war there's still uh, unfinished business. Yeah. <laughs> the difficulty is also is is aren't we in danger here of inflaming yes. things that are. Well, calm Best down. Best yeah, the yeah. sleeping dogs lie. Well, especially Australians going in there. Big you know, noting themselves, big pretending they know everything about the Civil War when they don't. Rugby League remembers the Great War. Rugby League remembers the Depression. Rugby League remembers all the horrors inflicted by man upon man. Rugby League never forget. Rugby League never forgets. This is bludging on the blind side. Just uh, swerving away from rugby league for a minute, the uh, the great news this week is tonight, the Battle of the Reef uh, is a wonderful night out in the Townsville area for anybody mm. who's got, um, you know, the time mm. to take on board. Uh, well, let's face it, I think it's the IBO Intercontinental Light Heavyweight title for between Aokuzo and Omar Diaz. That's right. the top of the bill. Yeah. But uh, then we get... Uh, the interesting part, which is Jason Tamalolo against Regan Campbell-Gillard. Wow. That's a heavyweight, heavyweight. That's a hot ticket. That's a DC bout, obviously, yep. donkey circuit bout. Yep. Tavita Pangai Jr. is taking on Frank Amato Good. in the heavyweights again. Good. Nelson Asafar Solomona. Yep. Um, Jared uh, is in against Jared Wallace. Ooh. Junior Paolo takes on Ben Hannett. Wow. Yep. And Justin Hodges and Matt Cooper. Whoa. Now, Matt Cooper, I connect with the Dragons. Yes, right? yeah, it'd be a fair age now, Matt Cooper, I would have thought. But then Justin Hodges is probably... But still fit. Oh, fit ass. And still prepared to have a swing. Could still throw one. Yeah, and these are... Some of these bouts, I mean, they won't be enormous length. No. Like they're not 12-rounders. Oh, or I don't like. think so. They'll be three-rounders, I would have thought, in the case of Justin Hodges. <laughs> Jermaine Pangai up mm. against... Uh, Napote Dawa Dawa. Yeah. And then Austin Oakuza mm-hmm. is Philomoni Naliva Jr. That's okay. a cruiserweight bout. But the big one's obviously the mm. top of the bill is the IBO Intercontinental Heavyweight title. Isn't that it's wonderful? An incredible night. Yes, it? yes. Um where do you see where do you see so some of the these battle, going? battle of the reef? I I I I mean it's really starting to uh I mean I, I thought the Gold Coast was going to be the Take it over. You know, sporting the, the sporting centre for boxing, but yeah. but God Almighty, looks like Townsville's putting its hand up. Is that it? It is. I don't know how often they've had these big uh, stinks in boxing in Townsville. They yeah. may have had them regularly, and I haven't noticed. Yeah, that's right. But this yeah. is a tremendous get. And mm. these, isn't it great to see the 
what would I call it? The season finishes last week. Yeah. Already we've got at least yeah. eight, uh, maybe not all active players, but yes. eight rugby league identities That's right. climbing into the ring with That's the gloves right. on. That's right. That's I mean, right. this is the future, isn't it? And well, well, I suppose, well, you've got to think about what, what are you going to do post-rugby league career? Now, Gal really set the precedent, didn't he, in this he one? I mean, Gal, uh, is, I don't know if he's fighting anymore, um, but uh, had a, a very successful uh, series of fights over, over several years. I mean, so many people want to punch his head in and were given the opportunity. Uh, most failed, uh, as right. it turned out. Uh, I think Gal turned out into a you know, very nice little learner for himself. Uh, I think most of Gal's fights might have been pay per view. I think, and that's I think right. a lot of people were quite happy to, uh, you know, have a, have a look at someone punching Gal's head in. Only disappointed to find Gal with your arm raised at the end so often, and that inflamed even more passions. So they subscribed again. Great uh, business model, really. And so other other players are obviously putting their hands up in the, in this manner. And I've got to say is that um, I mean. <clears throat> I assume that, you know, this is with Bellamy's using his insight into how rugby league's played. Yeah. A lot of them would be very literate with the moves of boxing in their training as a rugby league player. Training and wrestling, yes. Yes, training and wrestling, yes. yes. Rugby if, league if, player. They, if they come out of, uh, yes, the, and the, the Tavita, storm set up. Tavita yeah. Pengai Jr. has quite some tickets on himself. I think as he, mm -hmm. he sees rugby league left behind now right. and that his future is in boxing. He's in boxing, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Now, um, the other thing, of course, is this weekend the, the mountain. Uh, erupts into life again with the, uh, with basically it looks as though the Chevy Camaros are going to make it very hard for the Mustangs to mm. win anything. Yes, uh, I think in the, the, the Mustangs are disadvantaged this year, aren't they? Each year for some reason with, or other to do with the design, or design something? or the styling. Yes, the aerodynamic think, qualities of the vehicle is that it? I think that's what it is. That the the, the suggestion is is that the. Uh, the uh, Camaros, Camaros, yeah. Chevys can go through the air quicker ah. and hence get better lap times. Were they more sort of teardrop in their shape or something, HG? Is that it? Is that... Well, it could be. Yeah. Um, because I, I know the, the, the uh, your your, uh, your Ford Mustangs are sort of wedge sort of shape, aren't they, they generally are, speaking? They are. Well, it'd be interesting to see, but at the moment yeah. I think the top five on the mountain so far are all Camaros. Really? Yeah. The, the, oh, the, that's disappointing. It is. Isn't it? It? I mean, you don't want a one-sided event. For Ford fans, and uh, do we imagine the it's Holden fans who are supporting Chev? I suppose so. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't made that jump. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, could there be a category still? Do you think there's a a need for old Fords to race old Holdens? Well, that probably happens. That but... probably probably would happen as one of the lead up events. I, yeah, I, I, I'm like not too maybe sure. A Four thousand yeah. lapper. Yes, I mean, in my dreams, I'd sort of hope that the. Uh, Bathurst 500 would return to its original roots. Yes, uh, which are Which was, you could see your own car, your family car, going around, going around in a class. There were class divisions, class A, B, C and D, uh, so that uh, if you drove, say, uh, a Holden Special, uh, a Holden Special would be taken out of the showroom. It wouldn't be a... You couldn't uh, hot it up or anything. No, it was just standard. Standard, as mm. it is. Mm. And that was a much more indicative. And it didn't race in the car, same class as a Morris 1100. No, it didn't. Because the engine was different. It was totally different. Basic, yeah, that's right. And made for a very interesting uh, event because you had dull. some cars that were big and slow, others that were small and quick. 
different divisions, some getting in the way of others, etc., etc., but you could follow your family car to see whether mum and dad had made a good choice or whether they were just making you look stupid. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best sport for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, uh, very sad news here uh, can, as the... Um with the eye on the World Cup, this is the World Cricket Cup. Oh, yes. Dave Warner mm. has fired up at critics on the eve of the World Cup, describing the constant scrutiny over his position in the Australian team as sickening. Yeah. Sickening. Sickening. Now, this is there's been a bit of this lately, and mm. uh, Rhys Walsh copped a bit of uh, you know blowback uh, from an interaction with fans, mm. and uh, I do see uh, in preparation for last uh, Sunday's. Uh, rugby league final yes. that some of the panel shows were a bit bombarded because they were held out in the open air where anybody could come along oh, rather yeah. than in studios. And th so there's a lot of shyacking, uh, you know, get off gal, you know, you joke, yeah. why don't you go and punch somebody's head in uh, that sort of stuff right. as well. Now Dave Warner's come to the, uh, yeah. come to the table and he says, I can't wait to finish. And then they'll have to find someone else's name to uh, use as clickbait. Ah, okay. So it's incredible, to be honest, and I'm actually being brutally honest. It's actually been sickening. Mm. And that's the way I've always put it back on the, to the team. It's about the team. It's not about me and what I'm doing. Mm. For me, it's about going out there and trying to put my best foot forward and playing to the best of my ability mm. and to put the team in a good position. That's why I gave an end date because that's when I'm ending and that's mm. when I intend to end. Right. So this is... He's very clear and open about that, isn't he? <laughs> he is, yeah. and has, always has been. It's, it's, it's what, uh, what, January of this year? I think January, January... Next year, sorry. The Sydney test. The I Sydney think. test. I've got quite on that, yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's when I intend to go home and spend time with my family and mm. live a life and join guys in Fox cricket and I can't wait. Right. Now... Is that what he's going to do? Watch, no watch, watch people... Talk, talk on Fox Cricket. Is that? <laughs> I think that's what he. That's what he it. plans to do. Yeah, well, he sort it through. He sort it right through. Now, mm. how bad is it, Roy? Yeah. I mean, in your day, you used to cop the mm. the slings and arrows, you know, yeah. and then sometimes reply and sometimes just leave them away or sometimes punch mm. their heads in. I think as a cricketer, if you're a batsman, you just got to let your bat do the talking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think. Uh, his form in the short shortened form of the game recently has been quite good. Mm. I think mm. he might be averaging, you know, in the regularly in the forties and the fifties, uh, which is uh, not a bad platform upon which the uh, the rest of the team can uh, come up with a with a reasonable score. Uh, I mean, once he starts uh, not scoring any runs, people will get complaining. Yes. But yes. As they should. As they should, yes. <clears throat> yes. I suppose yes. you're absolutely right. If you get 150 every time you go out to bat, yes. no one's going to talk much. Yeah. Then and, well, unless you've got tickets on yourself and start, <laughs> you know, big noting yourself uh, and going on talk shows and talking about how great you are. <laughs> uh, no one's suggesting Dave Warner's doing that. No. Uh, but I wonder if he's... Dave even, Warner. Uh, sorry, Dave Warner's doing that. Uh, but I noticed that uh, Candice has a book out at the moment that I think is a bit of a tell-all on their lives and... Uh, uh, opens the window for people to have a look through and see what's been going on in their lives. And I don't know if that helps young David either. Well, you know, she might have a chapter, Cricket Makes Dave Vomit. Yes. You know, that sort of thing. Or, yes, Dave's sick of the fans. 
that sort of stuff. I, I don't know. But I haven't read the book. No, I've, I've neither have I. I'm just guessing. And I, uh, it looks fascinating, but I just haven't had, to, had time, time to look at it. Now, we come again but to But it's the... very few players that go out on their own terms, isn't it? Oh, extremely few. I mean, I... And you've got to wonder what uh, sort of leverage Warner's got over the selectors that enables him, unlike many, many others, who can select uh, his end date. Well, I don't know. Didn't, didn't we worry about this at the time? That we it was, did. That it was a, a brave thing to do or a foolhardy thing to do. Yes. And but I, obviously he's had a wink and a nod yeah, from or, the selectors. Yes, that was, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if he gets naught for the next six innings. Yeah, he's, look, I think he's there till January, yeah. whether we like it or not. Okay. Whether he scores runs or not. Whether he's injured or not. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be dragging the bat out in January to say goodbye. With people booing. With, well, that's right. With people booing. <laughs> now, look, this is interesting. Uh, a, a really, And this comes to the ethical obligation, which we're yes. concerned by here. Yep. The NRL has lost one of its key allies in Sydney after the state government officially handed control of ACOR and Combank stadiums to venues New South Wales, mm-hmm. sidelining venues live, and it's, uh, it's Daryl Kerry. A matter of a few weeks after Kerry and his team helped successfully deliver the hugely successful Women's World Cup, uh, and one of the greatest NRL grand finals in history, uh, yes. the Murdoch press can r- reveal that his his team has been moved on, victims of a power struggle and a desire to cut costs. It means the former NRL chief executive, David Gallup, has been left in power to shape rugby league's future. The former rugby league boss was appointed chair of venues New South Wales in August. State government, you know, mm-hmm. Min's coming in, change of people mm-hmm. in these key positions. Mm-hmm. The power play means that three key stadiums for rugby league in Sydney, Acor Stadium, Combank Stadium and Allianz Stadium will be under Gallup's control from January the 1st, giving him enormous power and influence over where rugby league and clubs play. South Sydney, for example, has made no secret of the club desire to move back to Allianz Stadium mm-hmm. some point in the future, but would require ex- extricating themselves from the deal out at Acor. Mm-hmm. The fear is that having both stadiums now operated in venues by venues New South Wales could make that dream more difficult to achieve. Mm. Gallup will also hold greater sway over the Bulldogs, etc., etc. On it right. goes. Now, this is apropos of your comment earlier mm. that the and don't get me started on Tiger Town. I haven't got a clue what's going on there, mm. but there has been a call for a two hundred thousand seater to be built out at Campbelltown. Yes, for rugby or the league. Liverpool area. The yes. Liverpool area. Sorry, yes. the Liverpool yes. area. Does, my, my understanding is, is that, HD that there would be another centre of excellence and stadium uh, built at Liverpool to house the West Tigers. Now, whether they maintain uh, Concord Oval as the original centre of excellence and use that as an adjunct, I'm, I'm uncertain. I don't know. I don't know whether one would fold, would close up uh, as the Liverpool one opened and how long would it take for this stadium slash centre of excellence? How long would it take to be built uh, in the Liverpool area? Uh, where is it going to be located mm-hmm. in the Liverpool area? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And Penrith. Too, so many questions. So many questions. And then we have Penrith, the problem there, where they've had to cut their ambitions back. Yes. Because there's no money. That's mm. right. Now. That's right. Uh, as as okay. venues New South Wales, would, would they take control of the new... The West the, Tigers Stadium I, at Liverpool. My guess is I assume yes. it would be called the West Tigers Stadium. Is that, oh, after a player maybe. Or after a player, the Benji Marshall. <laughs> I don't know. Now, now, can I ask, where does this leave mm. the ethical obligation? Yes. We're building stadium far too many. We can't fill them all up. No. 
there's a lot of these stadium only played several matches a year. That's right. I mean, I'm not sure if if Tigers would people then would worry about Leichhardt Oval oh, yes, or right. the Campbelltown yeah. area where they love their yes, rugby league yes. or having to play in Liverpool. I mean, well, it's a triangular... Leichhardt Oval is having a makeover and we know that the original toilets... Are that, being preserved. Well, no, they're, they're not anymore. They're, I mean, as far as I, I know, the, the original toilets are going to be knocked down. When's that? When's that? Uh, I don't know, in? but we'll be mounting a protest, and obviously, if people want to mount a twenty-four-hour protest and glue themselves to the toilets, we'll uh, be encouraging. It, we'll that. be encouraging that, and there is a special special glue that is being developed, uh, which will mean that your tush cannot be removed from, from porcelain. The toilet wall. Oh, porcelain. Yes, it's a. <laughs> it's, now, so it's a commitment you make. Is, are these? Be, can't they be relocated? Hmm. I mean, I, I don't mind them being relocated, but, I mean, obviously yeah. the patina, yes. the whole nature of them, the plumbings of a certain vintage yes. have to be preserved yes. so as people can understand what it was like. You know, well, there are so many stories, stories associated with the, with, the, with the Leichhardt Oval toilets. But, but there's a lot of money going into Leichhardt Oval as a developer as a venue for the West Tigers to play a number oh. of games there. Now, if they're going to be spread over, over Concord, over... Uh, Liverpool over, like, I mean, makes it very difficult. It does, it does. Now, we get back to the... For your West Tigers fan. Well, so you need a car. Not knowing where to go. You need a car, basically. Yes, basically you do. Now, the the boss Mm. is out there, you know, the... well, the the, duo, brain, the brains trust, the brains trust, the, the West Tigers, the Pasco Fiasco person, yes. and the Hedgin Pantelis, mm-hmm. they seem to be on the outer. Yes, because if they, as I understand it, they they're still. Am I right in thinking they got a couple of spots on the board still to be filled? I think so. And if those people came in and they weren't mm. uh, supporting the big two, yeah. then they might get sidelined. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I assume that's going on. I, I assume the politics of the place well, is well. It's very difficult to follow. It is very difficult. Very difficult to follow. But all we know is that uh, the, there's been a hell of a lot of money go into West Tigers development to the centre of excellence and all of these. Yeah, sorts the of pool things. with the logo the, on the, the bottom, the, the logo on the bottom, with, the which is still fantastic. Cutting air, cutting air. The taking down of the new of the old goalposts. Yeah, I know that was a big. Sh- oh, at Concord. At Concord. Yeah. Well, that's where the centre of excellence is. That's the centre of excellence for the West Tigers. I don't know if you've you've been to that venue, but it is extraordinary the facilities there. Extraordinary, world class. And what has it delivered? Two wooden spoons already. The Thomas Keneally Rugby League Poetry Prize has been won again by Queenslander Eric Hayden with his work packing down with dish and box. The Keneally is open to all Australians. All entries must be in rhyming couplets of between four and eight line stanzas and be of no more than 50 stanzas in duration. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, texts. Any texts of interest, Roy? Oh, look. It doesn't have uh, to be. Yeah, now, Tom from uh, Ludwig is wondering, he says, if Kevy Walters was on a purported $1 million bonus for his premiership victory, how much bonus was Adam Reynolds going to receive? And is that why Adam refused to leave the field despite tearing his groin from the bone? Probably. No, what a great insight. Yeah. I, look, I, I... I hadn't thought of that, but he, no. he would. You'd expect something as co-coach. Well, as the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pay scale of uh, coaches 
is sort of interesting because it again bobs up in the selection of New South Wales coach. Yeah. Surely to goodness that some business mm. with an interest in rugby league should yeah. put down some money on the table for the head New South Wales coach. Yes. I mean, let's say a million dollars. All right. Just to a million, start. Yeah, a million. Right. Okay. Now, get the conversation started. Yeah. Exactly. Get the conversation started. And then you could ask, now, Freddie, we've got a million here. Are you yeah. interested? Yeah. Or, you know, you know, Tushman, you interested <laughs> yes. at a million? Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. And so it looks we've got something. But this seems to be somehow lost and we're still in the in the – period of cake stalls and blanket appeals to raise money for New South Wales Rugby League. Yeah. It seems stupid, really. Yeah, it does. Or lopsided. It does. When what, you know, and imagine the... I mean, the Broncos show you how to do it professionally, don't they? They do. So much more professional than the New South Wales Rugby League, you'd have to imagine. And then why not say, you know, coach sponsored by, well, let's say Boone Spa's a yes. soft drink company. Yeah. Uh, Boone Spa, yeah. you know, today coach uh, Carlos Smithson mm-hmm. is supported, proudly supported by Boone Spa and on yeah. they run. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, There's you know, you get something that. out of it. You would. You would. I, I don't know who is. Has got his own sponsor? I suppose he would. He would have. He'd have, uh, you yeah. know, sort of boot uh, sponsors and, you know, right. well, that's the same as a player. The, let's, go, let's go Broncos cheese rings or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, he'd eat them. Yes. And got in, his ba- in his car, he had a battery, took it out. Oh, the Let's Go Broncos, Broncos battery. battery. Yeah. Mm. That, was a, that was a great winner as well. Uh, someone is suggesting HG, that's George in Tamworth. He says all centres of excellence must have a number of training gambling machines. Well, I assume they would. Oh, they'd have... You'd they'd, they'd have... Uh, a foyer full of them? They would. So as people who came to visit, say, the coach, yeah. you'd be able to put something through for the club? Yes. I mean, it's, it's They a must modern... be discreetly placed, though, at the Concord Centre of Excellence because when I was given a tour of the facility, um, I didn't see any poker machines at all. Oh, they would have been wheeled out for you, Roy. Yeah. As in they would move them for the day. probably, yeah. You could come in and then they'd put them back in after you left. I suppose so. Now... Uh, look, we often talk about... Because players love a bit of a pull on the paper. I mean, I love it. Yeah. It relaxes them. Relaxes them, Takes yeah. their mind away from how poorly they're playing. That's right. Uh, look, um... I see it as therapy for everyone, isn't it? I mean, just your cares drift disappear. away. Disappear. Yeah. <laughs> now, Especially if there are no windows. No windows, You don't know what light, time it no is. Time, you don't know, you know, yeah, yeah. time stands still. It's just you, a machine... And money. And the spillage of winnings. Yeah, I know. Spillage of winnings. Look, um, what's great is um, how dogs, you know, have become so much more part of our lives. I was on the bus the other day and there was quite a good boxer dog near me. I had a good pat and oh, got yeah. off at the next stop and oh, so yeah. on, things yeah. like that. Yep. But people are accepting this more and more and more. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I did notice that Kevin Moses, the former jockey and, and former trainer, yes. has taken to greyhound racing. Uh, this is a story from a, a month or so ago. Right. He's uh, describing he's, um, he's got a terrific dog. I actually picked up this little fella out of, uh, as a pup yep. on the advice of trainer Ricky Brewer. Right. He's the second dog I've owned. Uh, with my good mate Sam Mayer, and we're having a ball with him. Isn't that great? A racing dog, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It was a big thrill to see him win uh, a week or so ago and exciting to be off to Melbourne for the big final. You know, had planned on being there, but uh, had, uh, but I've been in, uh, had been invited by a friend to the to a yacht in Hamilton Island and at the same time, so I've mm. decided to go that way, as in on the yacht and not... He's yet. taking the yacht to Hamilton Island? Yes. Yeah, so and he, he couldn't know. take the dog on the yacht with him? The dog's racing. Oh, the dog's racing. Yeah, oh, sorry, got, yes, yeah, of course. A book of dates. Yes. Now, but I'll be watching from afar. The mm-hmm. Hulking son, this is the, his dog uh, of, of Barcia Bale and the grand producer, Milady Day, mm-hmm. Oscar Moses, has had his fair share of injuries. So 
named him after himself sort of thing. Oscar sure. Moses, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and restricted uh, the legally bred uh, sprinter to just 23 starts for 12 wins, despite him being more than a three-year-old. Jason's done a wonderful job keeping him together mm. as he's had his share of issues. Along the way, he's been extremely patient with him and his problems in straight racing has been a real blessing for him. So he doesn't have to go around the... Uh, Maybe, he's, he's not uh, a corner specialist. No, remember that smearage problem? Oh, yes. With the Lithgow track. The, yes. Lithgow track. Yeah. Uh, in taking out the New South Wales straight track decider, Oscar Moses ended the Richmond winning streak of superstar Shall Not, who also... It took out Shall Not? Yeah, Shall Not. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, That's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shall Not's off to Melbourne. Shall Not, a 31... But this is the interesting bit. Yeah. The 31-time winner is owned by former rugby league star Terry Hill. Whoa. Terry Hill. I wonder what Terry was up to. He's given up the seafood. <laughs> for the moment, yep. it was good to get one over, Terry. All I've right. known him forever. Our sons played football together, so there's been a connection for a long time. Right. It's not easy to travel interstate and take take on the locals. And if we can get a win, I'd love to see that shall not win for Terry. As much, you know, as long as it's New South Wales win, as yeah. you know, his dog would... Yeah, it's Oscar Moses. Who'd, right. You know. Mm. Yeah. That Moses will bring another former great uh, into greyhound ownership in the not-too-distant future. He says he's looking out for a dog for Joey Andrew Johns. Oh, is, I didn't know Joey was in the market for a dog. No, he is. I don't right. know if he's found one. He's right. keen to get involved in one. I just have to find uh, the the right one for him. Mm-hmm. It's been a little more than two years since Moses walked away with from thoroughbred training, mm-hmm. effectively ending his illustrious career in the racing code. Yes. I don't really follow the horse as much these days. Yeah. Uh, I just tune in for the big races. I did miss it at the start, but being able to get up at 7am these days is so much better than getting up at 4. And with Uh, a dog, you can get up at 7. You can. But, uh, you know, once you've got that eye in, Mm. you know, and the smell of a dog. Yeah. See, they're they're not that far away from you, whereas the smell of a horse these days is often in the next suburb. Well, that's true. That, that, but what a great true. story, isn't it? It is a lovely story to, to, to imagine that there's someone who can transfer his love of horse to love of dog. And and there'd be a lot of techniques, I imagine. Similarly. That, that he would But remember, uh, of course, he it. can't influence the dog nearly as much. Well, I suppose he can in a mm. way of giving it a, a stake before it jumps. Oh, yes. You know, so if you want to slow thing. it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And give but, it a little bit of hurry up. Yeah, no, you know, that's with, right. With yeah. the elastic band around the testicles will always pay off. As long as you don't get caught. No, that's right. I mean, you just got to be not silly about it, you know. Yeah. Don't big note yourself and tell people what you're doing. Just you know, Give what, no reason to be looked at. You don't want a steward saying to you, what are you doing with the back of that dog? <laughs> <laughs> Give the tush a rest. Now, we've got... The, the great thing is, of course, he was a, a terrific rider. It was a wonderful uh, yes. record. Mm. I mean, three Sydney jockeys, premierships, 1,300 winners, 11 group, one triumphs before yeah. enjoying a, a near 20-year training career, yeah. which included uh, no wine, no song to victory in the uh, group one Sydney Cup. Yeah. So yeah. no stranger to winning, no stranger no. to the winner's circle. Yep. And that's the great thing is that is that, you know, it's a mental thing, isn't no. it? Yeah. And when he says he's looking out for one, mm. For Joey, Joey, you can expect it to be a pretty good dog. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, A real yeah, winning yeah, dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, you've got to look. I, I always look at the, uh, uh, the the length of the legs, you know, when, you, when you're looking at a litter. Mm-hmm. And I, I always go with the, the one with the longest legs. Uh, I figure it's going to be the quickest. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, and but... so often it's right. <laughs> the thoughts of a rugby league toilet. A complex and ambitious work commissioned by Federal Arts Minister Tony Burke is scheduled to be presented by the SSO, 
in concert with the Australian Ballet Company, the Sydney Theatre Company, Taronga Park Zoo and the National Rugby League at Stadium Australia. For details, visit the New South Wales Government website. Now, Roy, uh, this is really startling news and maybe we should have led with this uh, so we have more time to talk about it. Mm -hmm. The visit of King Charles to the Everest next yes, week. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, this what is, a coup for I feathers. Know, I know, it's just amazing. It must have been done pretty secretly. Yes. Because, you know, let's face it, he didn't want to draw attention away from rugby league and he did the right thing there by delaying this announcement until yep. I think yesterday was the first news. Was broke. that the announcement issue? Yesterday. Well, Everest well that's why he must have seemed distracted on the dais. During the grand after the grand final, well, he, he just looked weird there. He did. He, had he was in the wrong position. I mean, Abdo, Abdo looked great. Yeah, Abdo was on the right side of the trophy, trophy, all of that, and uh, didn't look, didn't draw attention to himself by looking stupid or anything. But but feathers just looked wrong. He wrong. He looked as though he wanted to hide behind the, uh, yes. the stand that was holding up. The it's not me cabinet. here. Yeah, don't don't look at me. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, you couldn't stop looking at him because he said that. Don't look at me. Look. Yeah. Now. Uh, Everest organisers have been lobbying King Charles to visit Royal Randwick for the new race name. Uh, now, uh, the obviously in the throne, the mum, the Queen Elizabeth II, was a horse racing nut, mm -hmm. uh, has been invited to watch the Everest, the world's richest turf race in Sydney. Now, I've got a feeling that uh, this is going to surprise a lot of people because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things he could do. I did notice, for instance, this week that uh, dog racing in Taree mm -hmm. came to end an end on grass I think it might have been Thursday. Right. Now, it's been racing there for, say, 50 years. Oh, at on least. The, on the grass. What's so, it going to be run on now? Sand. Oh, dear. Sand. Dear, And dear, uh, dear. I think they're spending about $6.9 on a new track a there. A new track, yeah. yeah. Where are they getting the sand? Is it River Sand HG or are they getting the sand from the East Coast? Do we know? No, look, I'll have to go. And yeah, I've no I've got to go back to the press release and, yeah. because sand is a big factor. Oh, sand is a huge factor, especially racing sand. Racing sand's very difficult to track Because it down. can bug a leg speed. Oh, it, it can. You know, you can get that sand that you sink too the, far The into. sinking sand, yes, sinking sand. and soft sand. Too big. And you can interfere with the sand. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's what troubles me. I mean, with grass, you know where you stand. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, look, I've... Is I've, it because of the potential drought we're heading into? It's a bit hard to maintain the, I would the, say the so. grass? Water was going to become really expensive. Yes, of course. Now, um, What about artificial grass? Couldn't they put artificial grass down? I thought, you mean like butcher's lawn? Yeah. Or AstroTurf? Like AstroTurf. Running on AstroTurf? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. No. I don't know if it's possible or not. Or, or concrete? concrete. I, I don't know. Well, concrete would be good. Yeah. Because every... At least you know where you stand. <laughs> That's right. Now... Uh, the Volantis has given the king an open invitation mm -hmm. and they'll be able to welcome him, uh, you know, obviously next week. Where rare his itinerary is extremely full and love to see him at uh, Ramwick, especially if he'd like a punt. It's, uh, he's in, uh, if he's in this part of the world with the Taree mm. redevelopment, then he'd have a look at that as well. Right. I think he'd love to look at the Lithgow track for he the would. dogs there and yes. see what we've done about Oh, smearing. the Perspex on the corner. The he'd love that. He yeah. would. Yeah. Um, now, when we met him, he was very chuffed about having the name raved after him. Mm. He loves Australia. Well, who doesn't? Yes. Uh, and he says the quicker he can get there, the better. Well, next Sunday looks as though it'll be quick enough. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> Have you got a bit of a wish list that you'd like to see him get involved with? I mean, would mm. you? I'm, I'm not sure what could he I say open. Yes. Or turn the first sod for the 
building of the 20,000-seater out at Liverpool. You know, I mean, that'd yeah. be great. Pictures yeah. of, I don't know, well, Premier Mins. Well, interesting thing that would be. I, I, I don't know if His Majesty has ever been to Liverpool. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I can't help you there. I don't. No. See, so remember. I know Sir Lawrence <clears throat> Olivier has. Uh, but back, he always back got in around. the day. But he got around a bit. Yes, yes, yes. Look, I would like to see him uh, give his the, the 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 king's selections. Oh, what a great idea! You mean on Channel Seven, say? Yeah. I don't want to give him a hard time. No, no, no. But with Bruce. With Haim. Bruce. Yeah, now, Bruce and Haim. Uh, I mean, Haim, ki- I mean, your, your, ma- your Majesty, ta- ta- take, take us through, us through it, your selections, yeah, please. Exactly. There's uh, your, there's yes. your hour. Yeah. Now, the remember, of course, is the uh, the Volantis was one of the few people, well, on the planet to dine at the last lunch the Queen ever held. For visiting well, he was the, certainly the last Australian to dine with Her Majesty. Yes, and he and, was, and it was a, a, a very special occasion. Yes, because all they were allowed to talk was about racing. It was about the, the horse. They both had, they both respected the horse, loved the horse. Love, yeah. So it was largely an equine conversation, as far as we can tell. I don't think and, he raised rugby league with her. It wouldn't have been appropriate. No, inappropriate. But yes. unlike the uh, Prince well, Charles, Camilla, he, yeah, uh, no, as you mentioned exactly. later, ca- yeah. uh, earlier, ca- Camilla Cam- is the is the patron now of, of Australian rugby league. Well, all rugby league, world, world rugby. rugby league. Yes. Now there was. Uh, a, a bit of a standoff until the uh, King and the Queen's Bloodstock manager, Johnny Warren, got together. Yes. The King had always told me he'd love to, he would be completely committed to taking on the late Queen's Bloodstock interest. Yes, good. <clears throat> good. But of course, directly after the Queen died last year, the King was under pressure in so many ways to deal with everything that was on his plate. And it wasn't really yes. until after the coronation that the King had an opportunity. Wasn't that coronation great? Incredible. Incredible. The yeah. way the, the people moved around and the frocks. And, I know. The, and, the, and the history. And how proud Australia looked. How, indeed. Yeah. The coronation and the King had an opportunity to start to really concentrate on these bloodstock affairs. I took him and showed him all the horses in Newmarket. Yes. And he met the trainers and went around and looked at the work three days after the coronation. So that was the turning point. It's great news that he's horse compliant. Yes, he and is. And he can smell the horse. Yes. I mean, yes. that was the thing. Oh, he can smell the horse. Of course he's lived with the, with, with, with the smell of the horse in his nostrils all his life. I know. That was the thing that worried me, was that he had lost the love of the smell of the horse. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. But wouldn't it be a lovely thing, as a bit of a reach-out thing, if uh, his Royal Highness could assist in selecting a dog for Joey John's? <laughs> Wouldn't wow, he, he would know what to look for. Wouldn't he? Those dogs? Yeah, no, yeah. Corgis. Yeah, yeah. Corgis, yeah, sure. And, and, and he's been around dogs all his life. He has. And he's a 70 year old. People right. forget that. That's right. That's he, right. He's, he's known the horse all his life and yeah. the dog as well. Yeah. And I've got to be honest here, he's, he's, I, I think that what would be great is to see, get him to see, uh, I was going to say, Kevin Moses, Oscar yeah. Moses run. Yes. You know, because Oscar Moses is the yes. real deal. Yes. And then uh, Andrew's dog will sure. come along in the wake of Oscar Moses once yeah. Kevy Moses is spotted him. Okay. Uh, you, you may not know this at all, actually, because you probably haven't seen his itinerary, but we do, do we know if he's here for the Everest for how long he's here, HG? Oh, so is it a couple a of weeks? Oh, a fortnight. fortnight. Yeah, oh, well, fortnight. that's good. He can fit plenty in. He can. I think in he'll do the Everest and then maybe duck down to Melbourne mm. uh, to uh, have a look at a couple of races there, maybe even leading up to the Cox. Right. So the Everest is on the 14th. The Cox is on the 28th. Right. I don't think it's out of the condition that the 
that the um, Cox this yeah. year could have a royal presence. Well, isn't that wonderful? Because fashions. Because he's, he he's never. He, well, of course, he's never been to the Cox, has he? I don't think so. I don't no, think he that's has. amazing. He may. Have I don't been think a royal team. has been to the Cox. Oh. Prince Anne might have been to the Cox once. Oh, well, that could easily be. I've got a feeling we might have spoken with her in one of the marquees. Oh, well, that could easily Quite be. a few years ago. Because she was most engaging, wasn't she? Uh, she loves the Cox. Oh, she loves the Cox. She loves a horse. Yeah, and can smell them. Yes, and smell she was a little bit embarrassed by Foggy Phillips at the time, you may recall, who seemed to have no interest at all in the no, horse. No, he just wanted to be It was just else. a waste of space. Yeah. It's often the way with royals. Uh, but that is great news that the, the big man of uh, world affairs is uh, coming to Australia. In the meantime, that's it for the Bludging on the Blind Side. We'll be here again next week for more Bludging. Join us then, Bludgers. Bye now. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.